Welcome back to my podcast. It is now Thursday, August 19th, 2021. And I'm not going to be getting into any news uh, that happened from around the world simply because ultimately my opinions are a little too strong for that. So, what am I going to discuss today? Well, that is actually pretty simple. With various colleges starting up here on Monday, my own college as well, my alma mater, Penn State, starting up classes on Monday, I got reminded yesterday about something that's been in the works that I've been working on, but I got completely distracted by everything else, okay, and that is basically like a lunchtime presentation at Penn State. It will be, uh, it will be also held on Zoom, okay, when the time approaches that particular episode, I will include the Zoom link along with any password that you might need to get in. And basically what the title of that consists of is what it means to be transgender. Now, this podcast and maybe a subsequent podcast later down the road will have uh, will have information like that, you know, pertaining to what I'll be discussing in that presentation. But for starters, you know. I'm just putting everything out kind of like a rough draft and just going from there okay now I'll be back after a very brief word still gotta pay the bills you know the Trevor project can definitely use money and I encourage everyone to support the Trevor project and other charitable organizations that directly impact the LGBTQ community to make it better, make it safer, make it more accepted in our community. But I'll be back in 60 seconds. And I'm back. I apologize about uh, having to place ads in the middle but I need the revenue because every ounce of every last cent that I get from these podcasts goes directly to the Trevor Project and uh, the Prasad Center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So without further ado, let's begin. Firstly, I'd I'd like to talk about 
the difference between gender and sex. We all know, especially those of you who are listening, that gender is completely different than biological sex. Gender identity is something that is very unique to each and every one of us, regardless of whether we were assigned male or assigned female at birth. You know, uh, along that same line, you know, there's also gender expression. Like, girls will dress in ways that girls do. Guys will dress in ways that guys do. And non-binary will be somewhere on that spectrum somewhere. Okay? I mean... Let's face it. No one likes to be dressed up 24-7... You know, I mean, whether you're a guy, whether you were assigned male at birth or assigned female at birth, okay, ladies, do you want to be wearing a dress 24-7, 365 days a year? Guys, gentlemen, do you want to be wearing a tuxedo all day, every day? I mean, don't get me wrong, I would love to see a hot guy in a tuxedo right in front of me, because that would just make my entire millennium. Trust me on that. But, I mean, let's get real, okay? Most of us dress in what's most comfortable to us. Like me, most of the time, I'm in leggings and a cute top. But there are occasions where I will dress up, you know, either a dress or a skirt and a blouse, you know, heels, the whole smack. Okay. That's not an everyday thing, you know, and most of the time it's a case of I save that for very special occasions. But anyhow... My own personal gender expression is distinctly feminine. Because I don't know... Well, I can only think of one guy that will wear leggings. Forget about wearing a dress, because he's just not like that. But anyhow... uh, Let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, 5th edition, also called the DSM-5, describes being transgender generally as a condition called gender dysphoria, which is marked by a distinct incongruence between one's gender identity, gender expression, and... Uh, assigned biological sex at birth. Now, me, I have gender dysphoria. I'm also trans. 
but it's possible also for people out there to be trans without having dysphoria. They just don't like the thought of being male or being female or what have you, you know, and they're just as valid. Anywho, I've spoken about surgical options, I've spoken about hormonal treatments and all that, <coughs> but I've never really spoken in depth about what I had, where I've been, and where everything has gone to up to this point in time. That is actually relatively a lengthy process. When I first, before I came out, everyone at Penn State, the campus that I go to, kind of seen me as that guy that you hope that you never have for a lab partner. Okay. I still get that quite a bit. However, it kind of eases up once I tell them, yes, I'm married, no, I'm not interested in anything outside of what we're supposed to be doing, you know, so let's get down and buggy, get it done, and hey, if you enjoy working with me, great. That is awesome. You know, no biggie. Anyway, I was diagnosed with gender dysphoria by the campus counselor. Wonderful person. She knows exactly what she's talking about. And was able to see it through everything else. She was able to see that, yes, I'm trans, yes, I have a lot of discomfort when talking about anything below the belt. Well, excuse me, below the belt and, be and the, well, between the belt and the bottom of my shorts. Anyway. To confirm her diagnosis, she sent me to a couple of specialists who did, excuse me, who did confirm the diagnosis. And then I started the tedious task of finding a doctor who'd be willing to, who would be willing to do hormone replacement therapy with me. I started out on the patch. And this was right before the alternative spring break that Penn State Dubois had uh, to the Navajo Nation. In fact, one of the people that went on there actually helped me in putting my patch on because I couldn't exactly reach where it was supposed to. Girl, you know who you are. Thank you so much. I'm eternally grateful to you. Okay. Anyhow, 
after I had returned from the Navajo Nation, I had uh, gone to uh, I had gone to my new primary care doctor who changed up the administration of my HRT. I was no longer on the patch. I was placed on an oral estradiol. I'm no longer on that. I'm now on a weekly injection. I'll get into that in a moment. But I was on that for just over a year before being switched to uh, before being switched to injections. It was at that time that when I was on the oral pill, when I was on the pill, I was getting absolutely nowhere with treatment. I mean, breast growth was minimal. Uh, my estradiol level was barely moving at all. And to boot, my testosterone would fluctuate more rapidly than, than Donald Trump's mood swings. But anyhow, with that, I got switched over to the injection. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I just started the injections this past Monday. Trust me, they are a major league pain in the butt. Not literally. I mean, my first injection went right into my leg. That did not hurt at all, thankfully. But, yeah. Anywho. I'm also on progesterone, which for those in the nursing field and those who have had high school biology, progesterone is a hormone that pregnant women have. It's what's responsible for morning sickness and all that, but in trans women it helps to develop uh, breasts a lot quicker. It helps to develop more feminine features and what have you. Now, in the near future, I'm planning on continuing with the injections. You know, I actually prefer the injections over the pills and the patch, but here before too much longer, I'll be having bottom surgery, also called uh, SRS or GCS, uh, sexual reassignment surgery or gender confirmation surgery. You know, they tend to be somewhat interchangeable, but GCS rolls off the tongue just a little bit nicer. Anyhow, uh, Let's see, what else? 
As far as mood goes, you know, prior to being on hormones, I had mood swings. Okay. And at one point, the campus counselor had diagnosed me with bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder. You know, no biggie, you know, at all. And anyway, after I started hormones, my mood had started to stabilize. I mean, when I say stabilize, I'm not meaning I turned into a complete and utter emotionless Vulcan. Been there once, done that. Uh, definitely not going back. But anyhow, uh, you know, it's just been a more constant, steady mood. I mean, I still have bad days. Who doesn't, right? Anyhow, uh, yeah. That's been the biggest, that's been the biggest bonus of hormone replacement therapy that I've experienced. I can tell whenever I miss a dose of estrogen or if I forget my meds, you know, especially at night. I take my progesterone at night and without the progesterone, I don't sleep. If I, if I were still on the oral estradiol, I would end I would end up easily having a sudden feeling of depression. I started getting symptoms similar to that of menopause. You know, hot flashes, profuse sweating, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, uh, ladies who happen to be cisgender here um yeah just wait until you are my age you know and you start having menopausal symptoms you'll know exactly what i'm talking about so what does this all mean okay i know one of the biggest questions that a lot of people have is okay you're trans great what restroom are you going to be using? Well, the short answer is I prefer the restroom at my house, at my apartment. If I have to use a restroom while I'm out and about and they don't have gender neutral facilities, girls, we all go to the restroom with a friend. I usually try to uh, grab a a friend that happens to be close by and I go okay I know that's going to sit very poorly with some but I can assure you my intentions are just to go in relieve my bladder and go out I'm not interested in anything else you know now, Penn State is a little bit different, 
number one, there are gender-neutral facilities on campus that I prefer to use. There are two. One is here in this building, and the other one is over across campus. It sucks because I have classes sometimes in uh, Swift Building, and they don't have those restrooms there. Usually when that happens, it's a case of maybe I can find an instructor who's on her way there anyhow and just go. But the beautiful part about being at Penn State is that restroom policy just is simply extended to gender identity. Like in my case... I'm a transgender woman, okay? I did give my word before to the powers that be that I would not use the women's restroom until after I was post-operative. However, currently, the way that it stands, I'm, not prob I'm probably not even going to be here at that point in time. I'll probably have been graduated and out in the workforce or furthering my bachelor's degree to a master's, you know, either at Maine or at some other graduate school, maybe Clarion or Slippery Rock or Robert Morris or wherever, you know. Bottom line with that is that... When it comes to having a full bladder, you really don't want to end up having any static whenever you're trying to go to empty said bladder. But I know that's the biggest question here for everyone. Next one is, the next biggest question is and I've gotten this one before, but people have asked me, what's my real name? Um, my real name is Tempest. What's your real name? And they tell me, and it's like, well, what, were you, what was your name at birth? And I always tell them, what does it matter? It doesn't matter whether or not my name could be uh, Quentin or Xavier or Samuel or what have you. My birth was 41, almost 42 years ago. I'm a completely different person. On my birth certificate, it said I weighed 9, nine pounds, 6 ounces. I'm no longer 9 pounds, 6 ounces, obviously. And then I end up getting the question of, are you going to have the surgery? I've already answered that question earlier, but let's see, what else? Um... One of the big things 
one of the big things that has actually helped me in my transition, you know, of coming out, you know, dealing with the ups and the downs. And I, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I've had a lot of flack from the community at large, but I've also had a lot of community support in addition to that. Okay. I mean, granted, I've been called, and please keep in mind that what I'm about to say, I'm not directing towards anyone, it's just what I've been called by people in the community. I intend no ill harm on anyone when I say these uh, names, but I've been called a faggot. I've been called a she-male. I've been called a sissy. I have been called uh, a tranny. I've been called a trap. I've been called a fairy. I've been called a he-she. I have been called an it. And I'll tell you right now, there's a couple of different vehicles that I've had that I've heard these names being shouted from and they all have one thing in common they all have MAGA flags on the back of their trucks they're also rather jacked up you know with oversized tires I mean we all know the type the kind that you just want to show them your pinky is an indication as to the size of their manhood okay anyhow having heard all of that now I don't even get bothered by it one of the things that I always tell people is especially especially with my wife I've said this to her before, and I told her, you know, people are gonna, people are going to try to put me down. People are going to potentially flirt with me. People are going to express that they are attracted to me. It does not mean anything. I mean, if I went and hit every time that someone called me a she-male, I probably would not be here right now I'd probably be in my bedroom crying okay anywho all in all during my transition it has gone to the point where the good has far outweighed the bad okay and that's important you know, regardless of whether you're cisgender or uh, transgender or whatever, you need to you need to be able to do just about you need to be able to outweigh the bad stuff in your life. And for the most part, I. I have. Okay. The good 
that has come about far exceeds any amount of name calling that anyone can ever do. The good that has come about from my transition, I've also helped others. I've helped others come to terms with their own sexuality. I've helped others come to terms with their own gender identity. I've helped others literally in their darkest hour. You know, I'm talking people who were on the verge of attempting suicide. You know, and I've helped them. Do you think I could have done something like that being cisgender and being that person you hope you never get for a lab partner? No. No, that's just never going to happen. Uh, let's see, what else? Um... I believe that's pretty much about it. I mean, at least as far as my journey. Uh, I know there's going to be a buttload of questions. And I'm going to try to nip a couple of those questions in the butt before we get any further. Okay. First off, I'm pansexual. Uh, I don't see, I don't see gender. I see energy. I see vibe, and whether or not that energy, that vibe, jives with my vibe. Okay. It doesn't matter if you, if you're guy, girl, non-binary, cisgender, transgender. It doesn't matter. If your vibe jives with mine, perfect. Uh, was I straight before all of this? Um, oh, I'd say about as straight as a windy back road. Okay. Uh... Maybe about as straight as uh, from here to Swift Building. Uh, and that's by zigging and zagging through all the rows. Okay, let's see. Another, another question that I know that is going to be asked. by at least one person. So do you still have your... Currently, yes. I'm not going to complete that. I don't want to be demonetized. So, <coughs> as I explained earlier, I will be going through SRS here soon. Maybe not soon enough, but soon nonetheless. <sighs> Let's see. 
Oh, yeah. There's another one. And I'm, I know already I'm going to get demonetized for it, but here goes anyhow. How do you have sex? Well, Karen... Currently, there's one hole downstairs, there's one hole upstairs, and a long tube that connects the two. Okay. Do I like using my equipment that I have? No. Do I, ha do I like anyone near there? No. Okay. Uh, there's going to be other questions I know already. But I think that's just basically a starter. Anyhow, I know this has been literally over a half an hour. And I do apologize about that. But this is the first draft of the presentation. Again, I also apologize about the ads. So, you know, got to get money to the organizations. In the meantime, though, until my next episode, stay strong and take care of yourself and each other. I love you guys. Stay strong.